Who is the helper? The Holy Spirit. And he says it's to your advantage that I go away. Now how in the world could it be to our advantage that the Holy Spirit go away? How can that possibly be? I'm sorry that that Jesus would go away. Jesus is speaking here. He says it's to your advantage that I go away. How can it possibly be to our advantage that he go away, that Jesus go away? Well, how can it be to our advantage? How can it be? Well, it, it is only if the Holy Spirit comes to us. Otherwise, it's not to our advantage. So it's to your advantage that I go away. How can that be? Because then the Holy Spirit will come to us. And we know that he, he has come to us. He came to us in the new birth. Is that right? We talked about this last week. There's a difference between being born of the Spirit and being baptized with the Spirit. Is that right? And you know people misunderstand that. And they're, you can show them scriptures right out of the Word of God and they'll still argue and misunderstand. But there's a difference between being born of the Spirit and being baptized with the Spirit. And so I'll not go through all that again. You can go on the internet and get that message from last week. So how is it to our advantage that Jesus goes away? Well, the Holy Spirit comes. Think about it. When Jesus was here in his ministry, he could only minister to one person at one time. Is that right? He could only minister to one person at one time. Remember when he was headed to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead to minister to her, you know, and she was sick and then, of course, died. And when he was on his way, Jesus, to minister to Jairus, how many remembers that? And then somebody uh, pulled on his, on his garment. That was a woman with that issue of blood. And so Jesus had to stop what he was doing with the woman and minister, I'm sorry, stop what he was doing with Jairus' daughter and and what had had to minister to to the woman Is that right Is, did, did you did you get that so he's on his way he's on his way to minister to Jairus's daughter is that right is that correct and the woman detains him now, he, she got healed and all that. But you see, he couldn't do, do both. Why? Because he, he was just as much 100% human, 100% God, but he was ministering as a man. He could, he, he could only be one place at one time. You see that? Now, after he dealt with the woman with the issue of blood, then he went right on to minister to Jairus' daughter. But you see, the Holy Spirit can do both at the same time. Because Jesus... In his earthly ministry was not omnipresent. Now he, he, he is now through the Holy Spirit you see. But in his earthly ministry he could only be one place at one time. Do, do you realize that? Do you understand that? So that's, that's an advantage right there isn't it? That, that the people in, 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 in New York City can be ministered to by God. Just like we here in Fenton can be ministered to by God all at the same time. Is that right? Now notice here. In Revelation 1 verse 4, go to the Amplified on that. Revelation 1 4 in the Amplified. John said to the seven assemblies or the churches that are in Asia. May grace 
God's unmerited favor be granted to you and spiritual peace, the peace of Christ's kingdom from him who is, who was, who is to come. Right. And from the seven spirits. Now, you know, there's not seven Holy Spirits. But in 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 Scripture, seven is God's number of completion. So what this is talking about is the sevenfold Holy Spirit. Do you see that? Before his throne, this is there's not seven Holy Spirits, but the Holy Spirit has a complete ministry to the body of Christ, to the church. And it's sevenfold in nature. There's seven aspects to it. And so I want to take a few minutes and just share with you about the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. Okay? The sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a ministry that he has to the church. That's to you and to me. Do you know you can't take advantage of something you don't know anything about? And most Christians have no clue that there is a sevenfold ministry to the Holy Spirit. I'd say most Christians don't even know that there's a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Remember last week we saw that with those 12 disciples there in Ephesus. Paul said, essentially, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we don't know whether there is a Holy Spirit. There's a lot of Christians don't even know there is a baptism in the Spirit. Did you, did you hear that? Do you understand it? And, 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 and uh, a lot of Christians don't have a clue that there's a sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can't take advantage of something you don't, you don't know even exists. Is that, is that right? So let's just review. Some of you have heard me preach on this before, but repetition's a seed of learning, isn't it? So let's look at this. John 14, 16, Amplified Bible. Jesus says, I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another comforter. This is New King, I'm sorry, this is Amplified Bible. Amplified. I'll give you another comforter. And then in parentheses, there's six other Ministries listed there are aspects of what the Holy Spirit does. Comforter is one. And then what? Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. That's seven of them, isn't there? So there you have the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus goes on to say that he may remain with you forever. Counselor, helper, Comforter, first of all, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Is there seven of them there? There's seven of them, right? So let's briefly talk about each one. Uh, now, I, I want to say this because a lot of people don't realize this, and then we'll talk about each one. But this is his ministry to the church. Now, did you know the Holy Spirit has a ministry to the world? Convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's how he ministers with sinners. But to the church, it's comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. And you don't want to get those confused with the nine gifts of the Spirit. <laughs> Which we'll talk about in a future session. There's a lot to know about the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot you should know about the Holy Spirit. And a lot I should know. I know a lot about Him, but I am learning more. 
You can't take advantage of something you don't you don't know about. Is it okay if for the next few weeks we talk about the Holy Ghost? Okay. We've helped so many people by yielding to the Spirit of God over the last 20 years. And a few people have gotten mad at me because they miss or they don't like it because they misunderstand it. Isn't that sad? Particularly those gifts get to flow and people start getting healed and helped. And I don't know why it is, but some people, they just don't. But Jesus got a lot of people healed in his ministry, didn't he? By the power of the Spirit. And yet people walked away from him left and right, didn't they? He'd get up and preach and people walk away from him left and right. We're in good company when people walk away from us as sad as it is. Sad, isn't it? He got up one day and said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me or no, no, is that right? And, and he lost he, the whole crowd. Everybody went, he got down to 12 people. Is that correct? And they were listening to spiritual things with natural thinking and ears. When you do that, you'll get, you, you get offended usually or misunderstand. Let's always listen with our spirits. You hear what I just said? So let's talk about these seven things briefly. First of all, comforter. Thank God for the Holy Ghost as comforter. It means to soothe when in distress. To ease the misery and sorrow and grief. You know, uh, where you see one of the greatest manifestations of him as comforter is when there's a loss of a loved one. I've been to many funerals. I've done many funerals. As a pastor, you'll have people when they lose loved ones, they'll look to you as a, as a minister to try to give soothing words. And we do the best we can, but I've never been able to come up with the right words to soothe someone's grief in time of loss. Do the best I can. But there's something about the Holy Spirit that he can comfort like no one else can. And so you need to realize that in your time of pain, in your time of hurt, your time of distress, that the Holy Spirit is there to comfort you. And so please call out to him and ask for him to help you and comfort you when you need comfort. Now something I've learned about the Holy Spirit over the years is he's a gentleman. I said he's a gentleman. And he will not force himself on anybody. And if you don't ask him for his help in an area, he won't help you. Because he's a gentleman and he waits for you to ask him. Perfect gentleman. Did you get what I just said? Uh, Just say this. As you look at the ministry of Jesus, ministry of the Holy Spirit, similarities... Obviously, because they're they're both God, right? Is that right? Remember when the disciples were in the storm and the ship was about to sink? Jesus came walking on the sea. The Bible said he would have passed them by. And it wasn't until they invited him on his ship that he came aboard. I got a message I preached years ago. Don't let Jesus pass you by. Much we could say about it, but one thing is true. That you have to invite him. Remember after he was raised from the dead. 
Those two disciples on the road to Emmaus, remember that? They're walking along there. And, and, and Jesus, would, it said he would have went on further. He would, would have went on. It wasn't until they invited him in that he came. And then he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He won't come in unless you invite him. Why? Because he is a perfect gentleman. And the Holy Spirit is the same way. So you need to know about his ministry as comforter. And when you're in the time of distress and a time of misery and a time of sorrow, nothing wrong with looking to the pastor and we'll share the word of God with you, do the best we can, but we can only comfort you just so far and then you'll need the Holy Ghost. Did you hear what I just said? Then the next one is counselor, which also means guide. You need to know about this ministry. John 16, 13, New King James Version. Let's go there. John 16, 13, New King James Version. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He's the counselor. He's the guide. He'll not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you what? Things to come. He'll tell you things to come about your private life. He'll tell you things to come about your family. He'll tell you things to come about your wife or, 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 or your children or your husband. He'll tell you things to come about your, your, your job. He'll tell you things to come even about your nation. Did you hear me? If you listen to him. But so many folks don't realize that he's there to guide and to counsel. Thank God we as ministers, we counsel you as best we can. But the Holy Spirit can guide you like no one else can. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. You need to realize that about Him. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. The Bible talks about being led of the Spirit. Don't be led by circumstances. Be led by the Spirit. Somebody said, well, the door opened, so I'm going through that door. Cause just because the door opened doesn't mean God opened it. Huh? Well, the door shut, so God, just because the door shut doesn't mean God shut it. Did you hear me? Don't, don't go through a door just because it's open or just because it's closed. Don't assume that God opened it. Don't assume God shut it. Be led by the Spirit. Could be that the devil opened the door. You don't want to go through that door. Could be that the devil shut a door that you're supposed to go through. Take your faith, kick the thing down, walk right through it. Did you hear me? So many Christians moved by circumstance. Don't be moved by circumstance. Be moved by the Spirit, led by the Spirit. So He's the counselor. He'll, he's the guide. I've learned this about the Holy Spirit. He'll get, when a problem is out in front of you, if you're sensitive to Him. If you're sensitive to Him. You can be sensitive to the Spirit. Alas, A-L-A-S, alas, you know what that means. So many Christians are so fleshly Minded, if you will, or conscience, that they're not sensitive to the Spirit. You get alone with the Holy Ghost. Spend time in the Word of God. Get alone with Him. You get sensitive. You can get real sensitive to Him. You get real sensitive. Did you hear what I just said? And He'll guide you. He'll lead you. He'll direct you. And uh, whenever there's a problem that, that's out in front of you, He'll tell you things to come. And he'll guide you either around that problem or he'll guide you through the problem. Did you get, did you get what I just said? He'll either guide you around it or he'll guide you through it. 
I know the last time we were on a plane coming back from vacation, I remember we got up in the air there, you know, and we're up at 30,000 feet or whatever it was. And the captain came on and he said, uh, we have a big, major, massive supercell thunderstorm right out in front of us. So I'm listening. Okay. More, please. And he said, uh, we're going to navigate around it. And so it's going to add a few minutes to our trip. Fine with me. Navigate around it. And then he said, then we're going to move up to 32,000 feet and stay there until we come to get, you know, into St. Louis, you know. That's just fine with me. But you see, that's what the Holy Ghost wants to do with you. You can get so sensitive to him that, that a problem shouldn't really ever jump up on you that he hasn't told you it was coming ahead of time. And he'll lead you either around it or he'll guide you through it. And he led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Is that right? I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's working in conjunction with the devil because he's not. But he led Jesus into the wilderness. And there Jesus was tempted of the devil. Is that right? And the Holy Spirit ministered to Jesus. Because in, in, in his humanity, Jesus needed the Holy Ghost, didn't he? Is that right? In his humanity. Let's do the next one. Helper. The helper. The primary definition of the Greek word used to define the Holy Spirit's sevenfold ministry to the church. The Greek word is parakletos. It means one called alongside to help. Real loud, say help. That's one of the greatest prayers. Help. Holy Ghost is called alongside you to help. He helps us in various aspects. One thing I want to say is this. The Holy Spirit won't do it for you. He'll help you. And again, we, we've seen this. I've been... I've, see, I, I've, I've messed up in all these areas. And I've had the Holy Ghost to work on me for the last 30 some odd years Try to straighten me out. And I'm better now than I've been. Amen. But you know. A lot of times when we ask God to help us. We're not really asking him to help us. We're asking him to do it for us. Huh? Is that Did you get what I just said? You know the best example. If I, if I called three or four guys up here. To help me move this podium. And they came up here. And uh, what would that imply? Help is that I take one corner. And they take the other and we do it together. Is that right? Is that correct? But if I called them up here to help me and then I just stood there and would expect them to move the podium. Now, have I called them up really to help me or have I called them up to do it for me? Do it for you. You need to understand that about the Holy Spirit. He won't do it for you, but it'll help you. He's there to help you. Now, notice John fourteen twenty six. Go there quickly. A couple of things he'll help us in. John fourteen twenty six. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. This is Jesus talking. John fourteen twenty six. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He'll teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, isn't that a help? Yeah. But notice he'll bring to your remembrance all things I said to you. You see... He can only do that if you'll put the Word of God into your spirit. Is that right? He'll only do that if you put the Word of God into your spirit. 
If you don't put the word of God in there, then he doesn't have anything to work with. Do you get that? So he'll help us. He'll help us to remember the word of God in time of need. Have you ever been in time of need besides me? Anybody? You need that word. You can't remember it all. I can't remember it all. But the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all things that he said. Now look at Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Something else he'll help us in. He'll help us in prayer. I need help in prayer. Because I don't always know how to pray for things as I ought. So Romans 8.26 says this. The spirit helps in our weakness for our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Now will the Holy Ghost do your praying for you? No, but will he help you? Yeah. And, and he'll bring the word of God. Because I, I know this. I, I've... <laughs> You get in prayer, you don't know how to pray for things as you ought. You know what he'll start doing? He'll start bringing the word of God to your remembrance to pray the word. In English. In our case, that's our known language. But then after you prayed in English as far as you can go. Notice right here in Romans 8. Look at the rest of verse 26. It says, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. For he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, for those who aren't baptized with the Spirit. Now, you'd have to go back to last week to get what I'm saying right here. For those who aren't baptized with the Holy Spirit and don't speak in other tongues, then the Holy Spirit will bring... Words from the Bible to your remembrance and you pray that out in English and that's that's as far as you can go. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I know there's times where I've gone as far in English that I can go and there's still yet more to be done in prayer. And I just don't know what else to do. If you're baptized with the spirit, lean on the spirit. He'll help you. And then you pray in other tongues. Can, can you say amen? And something I've learned about prayer over the years, so many people are too, Christians are too quick to pray in the spirit right away about something. In other tongues. I always like to do this. Pray, pray in English as far as you can go. Pray in English just as far as you can go in line with the word of God. And then a lot of times you can take care of whatever needs to be done in prayer that way. So I've learned this in prayer over the years as a young boy. I watch this. You get together in a prayer meeting with a bunch of charismatic people. And right away they'd start praying in the spirit in other tongues. And that's all they do for an hour. And nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I'd leave there and it just didn't feel like, like, like everything was done that needed to be done. You know, sometimes you need to do things in English. I remember the spirit of God told me one, one time this years ago we would have a prayer meeting on Sunday night. We had the prayer meeting right here. And I knew before we got there he told me I'm going to take hold with you. And, and we were going to pray a certain thing out. And I came out here and for an hour I went as fast and hard as I could go in English. And got done and we were done. And I, thought, and I got back in my office and I thought, Holy Spirit, you didn't take, you told me you were going to take hold with me and you didn't. I prayed for an hour in English. So why do we think he can only take hold with us when we're praying in other tongues? He did take hold. Just we were able to pray that, that thing out in English. Did you get what I just said? Well, there's sometimes where you can't pray it out in English. You've got to go over into other tongues and thank God for that. Glory to God. So when you pray, 
Pray, pray in the understanding and pray with the spirit. And he'll help you. Now, we're almost finished. Advocate. He's an advocate. What is that? A person who pleads another's case. Legal assistant. There's a scripture that calls Jesus our advocate. Well, he's our advocate. And certainly the Holy Spirit's an advocate too. Their ministry is real. How can you separate Jesus from his spirit? You can't. So he's our advocate. He'll plead our case. You can go before the Father. And lean on the Holy Spirit. He'll take hold with you. And he'll, ple- he'll plead your case before the Father. An advocate is a, is a supporter, a defender, counsel for the defense. I don't know, but if I was in trouble, I'd want a good attorney, wouldn't you? The Holy Ghost is the best you can get. And he's honest as the day is long. Did you hear me? So lean on him. And then strengthener. Has anybody ever needed strength besides me? Ephesians 3.16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the spirit in his inner man. The Holy Ghost is a strengthener. I need the strength of the Holy Spirit. When you get weak, listen to me everybody. When you get weak, call on the Holy Spirit. He'll strengthen you. That's one of his ministries. That's what he's there to do. He's there to strengthen you. And then finally, he's to be our standby. I like to say it this way. Standby power available in time of need. Have you ever needed a little extra boost to put you over? The, to put you over? Well, that's what the Holy Ghost is there to do. Standby power. Available to help in time of need. Standby power. Anybody need some standby power? I'll close with this example. For years I I worked out in the Eureka area. And I would have to drive out there on 44 and then I'd drive back. And for years, I, my cars were just, you know, what I called kind of puddle jumpers, you know. And they didn't really have much power. And I know coming up Antire Hill, I would often get sight of another person, you know. And being a little bit younger, you like to race or whatever. And I'd always get in that on that coming up that hill. And I didn't have enough juice, power in the car to really. And so I'd always have people, they'd get up, they'd, you know, they'd kind of look over at me and they'd blow by me, you know. And so finally, in the process of time, I was able to afford something a little bit better. And I had this one vehicle that had, it was, I don't know how it works. I'm not a mechanic, but when I hit the, hit the gas, it would like it'd kick in and it, you know what I mean? And so I couldn't wait the first time I get out on that, on that hill, you know, I'm going to use this standby power. So I get on that hill and I get upside. I was looking for somebody, you know, and just got upside of them, looked over at them. They looked at me and in the past, they'd always blow by me and I'm eating their dust. But not this time, man. I just had a little fun with it and I just kind of looked at them and I put it in and took me right up over the hill and I just felt so good about that. But that's what the Holy Ghost will do. You get in trouble, the devil's attacking you. He's in that sidecar looking at you, taunting you. Well, all you do is call on the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost will go into operation and he'll strengthen you and that standby power will go into operation and he'll just blow you right by the devil. Can you say amen? 
Well, stand with me if you would. I hope you got something out of this today. Praise God. Father, I pray for the people that you would help them. You're the helper. Help them. Holy Spirit, help them with this message today. And that they would go back and listen to it and look at these scriptures again. And that they would take advantage of the great ministry of the Holy Spirit. His sevenfold ministry. We're so grateful that you've supplied that for us. In the name of Jesus. If you need ministry of any kind, if you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you miss hell, make heaven. If you need to be uh, healed, if you need baptism with the Holy Spirit or whatever, whatever you, maybe you just need somebody to talk to. There's some men and women up here that will uh, uh, talk with you after the service and pray with you if you need it. So come up and, and talk to them and they'll help you. Otherwise, we have today's family day, so we're going to uh, have lots of goodies out there. So uh, take advantage of those and fellowship with one another. God bless you. You're, you're dismissed.